Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. We have a Sports Canada. I'm your host, William Malou. Speaking to you after the Toronto Raptors beat the Milwaukee Bucks for a statement win by a score of 110 to 96. And listen, I know I've been saying... No slander pod until the Raptors are above 500. I mean, but come on. I, I, my mentions are like absolutely destroyed because uh, people people demand the product. And honestly, I'm happy to give it because uh, this game was deserving of that. This was, um, I don't know. Uh, for, let's let's bring in the slander expert, Assad, um, to assess. But what do you think this was? Was this the game three win? Was this a game four win against the Bucks? <laughs> game five or game six? Which one was this? This, this felt like a game four win. Uh, no, nah, man. This was clearly the game seven win because it's a fifth loss in a row, right? Uh, oh. For the Bucks. But just to, just to be clear, this, I, like people saying, we've said we wouldn't do a slander pot until we're over 500. Just to look at the definition of slander, it's an action or crime of making a false spoken statement. Mm. Nothing we're saying is going to be false, so it's all mm. good. Yo, this Bucks team is ass. They're terrible. <laughs> I don't know what's going on with them, but they're ass. You're absolutely right. <laughs> like, man, uh, there is there is so much to break down with what they do. Like, yo, shout out to Bud. He started he started making adjustments. <laughs> unbelievable, man. His choice of adjustments though are just like hilarious. I have yo. Where do you start? Do you start with Giannis looking like uh, what did you call him again? Or, or Julius uh, Randle? Yeah, you know, I, I was watching the game and I was like, this guy's starting to look like a Jalof Julius Randle to me. But then I thought about Julius Randle and he's honestly been pretty good this year, so I can't even go there. Well, Kendrick Perkins already said it, right? Uh, Pascal Siakam's got more skills than Giannis. I did a cool. Bro, but that's true. This is true. <laughs> Thank you, Perkins. I can't believe we got to stand Kendrick Perkins, but that's what we'll do. No, but it's true, though. Like, yo, I know people clown. Pascal about the spin move. Does Giannis have any move other than the Osmo step? That's what I'm calling it from now on. It's it's not a Euro step. It's not a hero step. He's traveling. He's picking up the ball and he's just running three straight steps to the basket with his elbows up. That's an Osmo step. That's not oh, a, Giannis not saw, a Giannis, step. Giannis saw that one highlight of Westbrook taking it the full court and dunking it and decided that's going to be his entire <laughs> his a... entire arsenal. He's like, <laughs> I'm practicing this every play. Oh my oh goodness. Oh my God. Yeah, Russell geez. Eastbrook out here, bro. No, um, but he's really <laughs> crap. No, but seriously though, I don't understand. Like, I as a basketball fan, not even like as a Raptor fan or anything else, just as a basketball fan, like it's disappointing that Giannis is this is what Giannis is. Like, I I know like he's a two time MVP, so that sounds ridiculous. But like his numbers are always gonna be great. The system around him is gonna allow him to win a lot of games. I mean, they get to play like the Cavs and Pistons like over and over and over again. But like, he's so just kind of disappointing, man. The last time I've seen, you know, a super talented uh, big man on both ends of the floor, defensive player of the year candidate, uh, struggle this much um, was also when Drew Holiday was injured um, on the Pelicans. 
Uh, so, like, this is the same team. Like, how is this not the Pelicans team? They don't do anything. Like, they're just jacking up threes. If the threes go in, they win. If they don't hit the threes, they lose. What is this roster? Chris Middleton can't handle a double team. The man, the man sees a double team and just goes, get rid of the ball. Yo, their offensive options, you said it. It's like they've got Giannis go 1v5 or Chris Middleton turnover. That's it. Oh, what, are- what is this offense? And, and no, this is not even the slander portion. Trust me, we will get to that. Although I did call him a Jalof Julius Randle, which is already flagrant. All right. Um, no, but it's just that's this is really just the analysis. Like, I'm sure if you listen to Bucks fans, they'd be tearing the hair out over the same thing, which is just like, look at your two leading guys. Middleton, six turnovers. Giannis, five turnovers. And all the Raptors really did was double team them, which, by the way, if you're Mike Boonholzer, you can't be surprised. A, because the Raptors literally just played you and did the same thing to you. <laughs> two nights ago and also they've been doing this to you for three straight years man like figure this out like yo even demar figured out how to handle a double team after like a year and a half exactly bro chris middleton it's been four years my guy no this guy honestly like if you just lightly pressure this guy he will turn the ball over it's it's unbelievable man this guy's like honestly he's like and he's yo, like a, for, he's like a fried egg man if you flip him the wrong way like this guy is spilling everywhere man this guy's it's embarrassing it really is for and he's an all-star this supposed, year. And he's supposed to be like, hey, yo, he, he gives you a 50-40-90, and he's like a top-tier elite wing-stopper defender. Oh, where did Bro, he get Every this? single Raptor ran through him. Fred Van Vliet ran through him. Norman Powell ripped him a new one. Norman mm-hmm. Powell makes him look like normal Powell, bro, because he's just pathetic. Like, he's just destroying Chris Middleton, man. He doesn't do anything. The OG sees Chris Middleton says, ISO, bro, I got this. Ooh. Runs right through a four-place in a row. <laughs> Listen, you know, we love OG. We would never slander OG, never. But if OG is looking at you <laughs> and saying, yo, this is barbecue chicken, right? I mean, come on, man. Come on. And honestly, you're absolutely right. Every single guy switched on to Chris Middleton and tried to attack him. Pascal, Fred, Norm, obviously. Like, the amount of times Norm just pulled up on Chris Middleton in the first half. Like, Norm's not even that good on the pull-up jumper, but he saw it was Chris Middleton. He's like, I got nothing to worry about. Which, by the way, there was a play in the first quarter where uh, the Raptors turned it over, but then Middleton turned it right back over. And then Norman Powell had two choices. He was on the perimeter. He had Aaron Baines wide open on the brim for a dunk. And as much as, you know, you could you could say Aaron Baines might not be trusted to make that shot, whatever. Honestly, Aaron Baines was pretty good the last two games. Um, he saw Aaron Baines wide open for a dunk. But then he also saw that he was being guarded by Chris Middleton and that Chris Middleton was playing him to drive. And Norm was just like, yeah, I'll pull up again from three. I'll do it again. And, uh, bro. Oh, my <sighs> God. Just, inc- I, I couldn't believe it. Also, the Bucks defense. Like, okay, Whoa. so the Bucks were getting destroyed last year because they just would refuse to switch. Mm-hmm. So they yep. were just kind of, they're like, we're just going to play aggressive on the pick and roll. We're going to tail you. And it'll be, it'll be, it'll work out, right? We're going to wall off the paint. This year, they're like, oh, we're going to do switching. But they're just switching. For no reason. Garbage there was switches. there was one play in the fourth quarter. <laughs> Pascal is the ball of the way. Chris Middleton's on him. Norm Powell just walks by. Doesn't even set a screen. And they just freely switch to Pat Connaughton. Pascal passes the ball to Fred. Walks by Fred. They switch Bryn Forbes onto Pascal. <laughs> for no reason. There yep, wasn't a screen. Yep. There wasn't yep. any resistance. It was literally just like, yo, we're switching. Like, And this is at like, literally, this was like seven seconds of play. It wasn't even like it was fast. These guys are like strolling. And then they just ran a Pascal ISO on Bryn Forbes. Like, just free, free points. Like, I don't understand the offense. Brooke Lopez just freely switching onto Fred Van Vliet whenever he can man. and just getting shredded. It was just... Yo, I don't understand what their defense does. It just looks weak all the time. 
Um, and that, and like, what is, is their defense supposed to stop you? Is their offense supposed to score on you? I don't understand what anything Bro. does or works. And apparently, but after the game said that they looked better this game, <laughs> which like, <laughs> how could you possibly look nah. better? Nah. You couldn't possibly look better than the game before, man. And that's yeah. just, jeez, man. Damn. Oh my god! Honestly, Mike Budenholzer's eyes are out like a cartoon character, but he still can't see clearly what's going on in the game. Because you know, straight up, like I agree with you. This the paint defense, I think, probably works better for them. I mean, especially in this game, no Kyle Lowry, you replace him with DeAndre Bembry in the starting five. That's a lot less shooting on the floor. It makes more sense to protect the paint. But I think the the Bucks were just, I don't know, they just kind of blinked, right? Like that's what you usually consider from Mike, uh, from Coach Budenholzer is like, yo. No matter what's happening, we're going to stick with the same scheme. And the Raptors in the first half, of course, they attacked Brook Lopez because he drops, but like they were just running pick and pops, pick and roll, and guys were getting to the mid range and they were scoring. And it was like the Bucks decided, you know what? All of a sudden, we don't, we're not okay with mid range shots anymore. So we'll switch everything. And then I don't know, man, when they switch, it's not that good. I feel like because A, you can't put Brook Lopez on the floor when he switches because literally he's, he's too slow to guard anybody um, outside of just standing at the basket with his hands up. Uh, then, you know, even with, with the switches, like a lot of their perimeter guys are pretty weak. Like Bryn Forbes is an obvious target to attack. DJ Augustine is an ob- obvious target to attack. Obviously, no Drew Holiday, you know, makes them a little more susceptible defensively. But how much can Drew Holiday fix? He can't guard all three wing positions. That's what I'm like, saying. It, you can't make up for the fact that Chris Middleton is allergic to contact <laughs> on both ends. Where did this guy get a defensive reputation? Like, what does he do defensively oh, other than God. just let people go by him. Like, I don't know what defensive player that gets specifically targeted. Oh, what I do. Giannis was defensive player of the year and Fred VanVleet took him to the cup for a layup. That's two games in a row, Fred, just isolated on Giannis. It's like, all right, this one, I'm going to hit a fadeaway on you. Mm-hmm. Second game, I'm sticking to the cup, left hand. That, that was sick. That was sick. Honestly. Oh my God. Fred's, Fred's, you know what? That's the thing with Fred. I think, you know, one of those things that's underrated and maybe this is just like, you know, spooky sports psychology. I don't really want to get like Bill Simmons podcast up in here, but like sometimes when you're the best guy and Fred is the best guy for the Raptors, especially with Kyle out when you're the leader of the team, sometimes you just got to take an opportunity against the other team's leader and you just beat them. And, and I think that has a psychological effect. I really do think that that gives your team confidence when you, your best player beats their best player on both ends. And that's what Fred did. Like Fred took Giannis. He saw it was Giannis. He saw he got switched on Giannis, and Fred was like, yeah, all right, I'm keeping the ball. And everyone is probably like, yo, what are you doing? But, I mean, Fred hits him with the quick crossover, gets well, the separation. Was, that was like the their entire time. offense for, like, the third and fourth quarter, like, late third quarter, mid most of the fourth quarter because, it's like, guys were tired. Mm-hmm. Um, they were trying to save Norm's minutes because of foul trouble. They were trying to save Siakas minutes, whatever it might be. So they were throwing some, like, pretty junk lineups out there, yep. <laughs> like, just junking it up to save time. And it was just breaking down into, okay, Fred, just uh, get the get a friendly switch and pull up for three and see what happens. Mm-hmm. And then Fred gets Giannis on one just takes him to the hoop. That's just unbelievable. Hilarious. And Which the part? best part is, while all of that's happening, on the other end, Coach Bud is like, you know who's, what time it is? It's time for another antenna coupon. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, no, no, listen. Not, not, we don't even need to slander the Bucks. The Bucks slander themselves by playing Thanasis. Listen, I think it's a great story. It's super cute that Giannis is bringing his brother along. You know, like I feel this kinship too uh, with my brother. But at the same time, Thanasis is not <laughs> this is not an NBA player, man. Come on, what are we doing? Like, so yo, this would be like great if, energy though, bro. This would be energy. like if Kawhi made Jeremy Castleberry come off the bench. Like, this is not <laughs> yo. We can't have that, man. Did you yo. see? 
Pascal, I saw him get the post against Thanasis, and then boom, he just blew the tires off of him. Yeah. Like, he was just standing there watching Pascal get the layup for free. Just absolute ease. Like, he, he was frozen. Now, granted, Pascal did score on both brothers. Okay, he got the end one on Giannis for Giannis' fifth foul. But at least Giannis was there to guard. Bro, Thanasis was literally frozen. Like, he... <laughs> Like, he was frozen there as Pascal drove all the way past him. And there was another play where he tried to shoot a jumper. Like, he shot six times in eight minutes. Like, what, what are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? Right? Yo. And I, I understand it from the Bucks' perspective. They're like, look, we're going to go small. We got to take Brook Lopez off the floor. But that doesn't mean you put in Thanasis. Like, what are you doing? This guy should be in the Bruno role. Talking about bad jumpers, my favorite part of every Bucks game, both the Bucks games, is when they get frustrated in the fourth quarter and Giannis decides, I have to score by myself. And he takes a fadeaway baseline jumper and just gets the front rib back oh, and completely breaks it. And it's like, my guy. But my favorite part, I think you said it was Giannis at the free throw line is just like, like he'll make you wait 20 seconds mm. and then just bang, brick. Like, it's just, what are you waiting for? Just shoot the brick. Just miss the shot and keep it moving. Like, why are we all waiting here? It's not like you have to get rest. You're only playing 32 minutes tonight. Yeah, listen, um, I actually got so annoyed by it. I pulled out a stopwatch and timed it. So the NBA regulation rule is that you get 10 seconds after the ball is given to you from the referee to shoot the free throw. Giannis averages 12 seconds on the free throw attempt. So first off, those should be invalidated, period. But second of all, it doesn't matter because he'll, he'll just miss them. But I, I think it's the way TNT mics up the arena. Like they put a microphone like some, like right at the basket somehow. So the, just, the bricks just sound so hard. But um, I just, I don't know, man. The Bucks just look tough. And like they don't really have great plays. Like, other than just give the ball to Giannis and charge. And their, they, their best play was the first play of the night where they got a back cut off of like a miscommunication and Dante got a layup for free. Yeah. And then after that, the game was over because the Raptors just, I think the Raptors, once they got the lead in the first quarter, did they end up giving it up again? No. That was there, right? But the Bucks came as close as like nine points. That's <laughs> like it. Well, the Raptors just led by some variation of somewhere between 20 to 10 points. And, um, yeah, I mean, this is – what a great game, honestly, because you, you had Fred and, and Norm were cooking early. I thought Pascal – like what now that Pascal's being used as a pick-and-roll man, oh, it's yeah. really, like, making life so much easier for him because now that he is the guy who's getting guard, – he's the five because he's getting guarded by Brook Lopez. So he's screening for the ball. They're trying to attack Brook, and he's just getting all this wide-open space. Mid-range jumper, wide open. He doesn't need to take 15 dribbles to get to a mid-range jumper anymore. He could just screen and literally pop to the mid-range. Screen and pop to the three-point line, get an open look. Screen, get to the mid-range area, uh, you know, a pocket pass, a little short floater, and make that. Like, Pascal just, he looks much more, he just looks much more comfortable. And the biggest benefit for Pascal, because, like, the thing that was really hindering him probably since the shutdown um, last season was his his handle just kind of deteriorated. It's gotten a lot better. He is yeah, looking has. a lot more like himself, but he has trouble when you crowd his space. And the biggest problem was when Baines is out there, his defender's just parked in the paint. So mm-hmm. even when he, as soon as he gets to like 18 feet, the free throw line, he, he he's getting dribble checked because he's got this help defender. He's got a shadow double, whatever it might be. But now when you have five guys, when you go small ball, especially like small ball, even without Chris, when you go with just the ball handlers, like when you have OG, Fred, Kyle, Norm out there, then there's nothing inside. It's just 1v1, and Pascal's beating this guy 1v1. Pascal, yeah. one-on-one, I don't think is guardable in this league outside by, like, a handful of guys who can handle him. 
Because you need to send help. And if you send help Pascal's way, you end up with five assists tonight. You shot 50% from, from everywhere on the floor. Perfect from the free throw line with 7 7 And then 27, 6 and 5 on the night. Just like all around, just everywhere. Yeah, perfect. And he got the end one on Giannis at the end. I thought Pascal played amazing. Defensively, I think he's also done a really good job. Like he's really good at just playing the gaps. So if he is the help defender, helping in the basket, the fact that you can just now switch everything is great. Because when you had Baines out there in the starting five, you can't switch that, right? Like a lot of times people are going to isolate against Baines is a real issue. So the Raptors were having to rotate more, scramble more. I think a little bit more switching, especially against the Bucs, um, just cut them off from getting to the basket. It also seems like Giannis just, I don't know, man. If we want to talk about shaky handles, like Giannis really, his handle doesn't let him go anywhere, bro. That <laughs> Bro, as, as long as he gets to like punch people off the ball, like he's his handle's fine. Like, he's just got to, like, give a hard elbow, and he's got enough room to dribble. Like, Yeah. No, honestly, the most skill Yana showed uh, tonight in terms of offense was uh, when he elbowed OG in the face. Which, by the way, so he elbowed OG in the head, which uh, earned him a sixth foul, and he got a flagrant foul on top of that. Uh, but, you know, even after he elbowed OG and he was wide open, he still airballed the hook shot from, like, three <laughs> feet. <laughs> like, at least... At least respect the game by making the layup after you pop a guy in the head. Like, what are we doing here, man? You could have just I will say, without fouling, then. The one thing I noticed in both the games is that uh, Giannis hasn't been um, – I, I don't know what it is about his attacks. Maybe he's just getting – because, like, the Raptors aren't really slowing him down with the same size they were in prior years. Mm. But even when he gets free, he hasn't been dunking the ball. He's been opting for a lot of layups. Mm. I don't know if that's just strategy to conserve health or if he's just not getting – he's using up a lot more energy to get downhill. Uh, but that's been something I've noticed. Also, I just wanted to talk about on top of Pascal's defense being great. One of the things that really helps Pascal is when OG's back. Because when OG's back, it gives him that second big big to handle all the help coverages. Right, and right. it also takes Pascal off the heavy the heavy on the other team, right? So mm. instead of having to waste his legs, like holding these dudes that are heavier than him, OG takes that. OG takes the legs hit. Obviously, he went 0 for 6 tonight from 3. Um, probably, I'm assuming it's just conditioning because he was on fire. The night before, or rhythm um, too, rhythm as well. Yeah. But when OG can take those heavy guys off, and Pascal can become more of a help defender and kind of a cover all, mm-hmm. he he becomes like just unreal because he just shuts everything down. He's got great length. Like I think one the one block he had on Giannis late in the game, uh, where Giannis kind of like barreled through OG and then went up for the layup, and Pascal just tapped him two yep. feet, uh, two hands from behind, took the ball back, like. That's all you really need, right? Once you have like those two down low, it's it's pretty ridiculous what the Raptors can accomplish. Yeah. And listen, I, I just I feel like the Bucks could use Giannis in different ways to make him more effective, like use him as a screener or something like that, but they don't they don't have a playmaker out there, right? Like their point guard tonight was Bryn Forbes, who I mean, you know, that's like starting Matt Thomas at point guard, it really is. Um Dante DiVincenzo, who's supposed to be a point guard, handles the ball, but doesn't really create much. Uh, and then who is it? Like Chris Middleton? Yo, bro, Which, look like... at this roster. Hold on. Let's look at this roster. It's it's Chris Middleton, who we already know. Chris Middleton, by the way, shout out to him. Um, yeah. I think uh, Brad, to, uh, what do you call it? Brad, Brad had it. Uh, Brad had the stat. Uh, Chris Middleton over two games had 11 turnovers versus nine made shots. <laughs> Damn. So shout out uh, uh, MVP all-star Chris Middleton. Uh, and then you got Giannis, of course. Giannis, talented, two-time mm-hmm. MVP, defensive player of the year. Yep. You've got Brooke Lopez, who is might be nah. as bad as Aaron Baines. I don't think he's much better, to be honest. No, nah, man. Brooke, he Brooke makes some Lopez. shots, but he has legitimately fallen off. Dante DiVincenzo, Bryn Forbes. That's a starting lineup. 
Yeah. Pat Connaughton, DJ Augustin, Bobby Portis, Tory Gregg, and Thanasis Antetokounmpo. Bro, even oh, with Drew Holiday on this team, this is like they don't. I don't think they have six guys they can count on. Like their best point guard is DJ Augustine. Yeah, I know. DJ Augustine. And the Raptors team, cut- DJ Augustine managed to end up on the Magic again. He was wearing blue today. He's like, yo, what the hell is going on? He's having flashbacks. <laughs> The Raptors are shutting down one of his star players, and he has to score in the fourth quarter. TJ oh Augustine just like reliving look- the nightmares. Oh, he's looking at Giannis like, "Yo, am I playing with Aaron Gordon again?" <laughs> he's like, "Damn, I thought Jonathan Isaac at least hit one three. Like, what is this?" Yo, <laughs> Yo I, my favorite thing was um, Giannis had this like you know crossover dribble into a step back with a foot on the line. Top of the uh, t- top of the uh, key jumper, yeah. To to like to beat the shot clock or something like that. It was a late yeah. shot clock situation yeah, you yeah. have to create, and the uh, Bleacher Report was like, "Oh man, Giannis in his bag." And I was like, "That can't be your bag, man. That's not a bag." <laughs> Literally, Pascal stood there, looked at him, and was like, "All right, if you want to, go ahead, but you're making it very easy for me at the moment." And um, I think right after that, I think Fred. Uh, yanked Giannis like at the basket Giannis drove Fred helped and like I don't understand I don't understand how Fred's hands are that strong like yo Giannis getting spooked by Fred is like legitimately like you know the stories they tell you of like the elephant getting scared of the mouse yeah yeah, that is literally every single time Giannis gets guarded by Fred I have never seen Giannis score on Fred Van Vliet (laughs) yo it's actually if someone has tape of this I would really love to see it because I don't think it's ever happened like meanwhile we have two 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 games back to back where Fred Sauced up uh, Giannis one on one. It's it's Yo, unbelievable. But Fred, Fred and Norm both just deciding to take the ball away from Chris and uh, Giannis, both like just spinning them around, just rip throughs. That's amazing to me. Yeah, no, it's oh uh, it's it's unbelievable. I, I really, Boonholzer really said that he thought this game was better than the first one. Bruh. They trailed the whole game. Yo, they they were up to nothing, and then they lost the rest of the forty seven minutes and thirty seconds of the game. I don't know what he's looking at, man. Honestly, it, it's bad. By the way, you know, we got to give credit to where credit is due as well, because I, I don't think it really sometimes the slander pod really just does itself sometimes. Right. When you play Thanasis yeah. and he shoots six times in eight minutes, like and he's like uh, cheering and he's like hyped up on the bench, like, um, you know, like that, that is slander onto itself. But honestly, Aaron Baines plus 19 in 15 minutes, that 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 might be more effective slander than anything that uh that we can really Yo, Aaron Baines, uh, he scored over, uh, was he, he scored over Giannis or he scored over Brook Lopez? He went through a back to back bucket for bucket Brooke at Lopez. one point in the game. That was yeah. fire. Like, he yo. had a left handed hook against Giannis and he got the shot off. And if, if he had made that, the amount it of violence been. that would have been created <laughs> on the timeline, I would have turned it to Baines fan club. I don't care. <laughs> oh my uh, God. Yeah. No, man, this is. It's unbelievable, bro. Like, Matt Thomas was coming in. By the way, at halftime, Matt Thomas had five points, Chris Middleton at seven. (laughs) Like, Matt Thomas came in, and, like, the Bucs were like, I have no idea how to attack this man. Like, really? You don't have enough tools on your team to attack Matt Thomas. It's, when he comes it's honestly, game. it's honestly concerning. Like, if I if I was a Bucs fan, I would be very disheartened watching how badly this team, like, they can't. I don't understand how their defense works. I honestly, like I'm, I'm struggling to understand it. Cause like you'd be watching players. Like I get it. They're like, okay, we're going to take away the paint. Sure. They actually do a pretty good job of walling off the paint. It's not that bad, but then like, we'll take away like set threes or whatever. And we'll give you above the break, but, 
they just like leave like for most of the game they're just leaving the mid-range wide open and it's not even like other teams like leave the mid-range open but they'll be like you you shoot you reach in for help right you just dig down quickly mm-hmm. just to bother the shot a little bit you get them like you know stepping back into that mid-range jumper rather than just walking into it Fred VanVleet just like casually dribbling into a mid-range jumper Norm Powell casually dribbling into yeah. like floaters like bro like any resistance would be great but it, I guess that's how they want to play OG Anunoby like went 0 for 6 from 3, went 4 from 6 inside. He literally just kept driving through them. It's like, how do you have yeah. nobody who can put up, like, even, like, a semblance of defense? Well, that's the thing. If they go small, A, I don't think Giannis is that great defensively as a 5. I know you look at him, you're like, this guy could do anything. I don't know, man. The help instincts are not as great as you would expect uh, in the in the, in the the 5 lineup. Or maybe it just wasn't for this game, but, um, but then you look at the other guys, like... It, there's nothing really you could do about the fact that OG Anobi literally just took Chris Middleton, like crunched them up like a ball of paper and then just stuffed them in a locker, like just driving like twice in the fourth quarter when the Raptors, that's the only time where I was even a little bit, you know, worried because the Bucks had switched to the switching defense. Raptors were selling for bad shots. The Bucks were making a couple and they were closing it to like nine points. That's the only time I was kind of worried. And then OG just took over because Chris Middleton, like literally he moved him. He moved this man out of the way, like repeatedly for layups. So Bucks are, Oh my God. I don't even know, man. Oh, they're a bad place, boss. They're this bad. Is, place. Is, and the is, best part about their record is like, I think we brought you brought it up in the last pod, right? Or what it came up yesterday, I think on, on the, on the TL. It was like their, their, their six wins are against, they have six wins against like the Cavs and the Pistons combined. Yep. yep. <clears throat> and that they're six and zero against the Cavs and Pistons. And what what are they against the rest of the league? They're what ten and 10 thirteen. Yep. Jesus, and they're ten and thirteen. They're one and two against the Raptors. They're one and two against the Raptors. They're I believe two and seven now against teams over five hundred. <laughs> like they're, they're lucky they play in the East. But no, honestly, this team is 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 really really shaky. And obviously, they didn't have Drew Holiday. Drew Holiday would have changed some things, but honestly. No Kyle Lowry's for the Raptors is, is I don't, a bigger absence than than Drew Holiday. And even that, like, I just don't understand how Drew Holiday affects their offense. Like, their offense still is just – like, they don't have a perimeter guy who can handle the ball and, like, effectively be a threat at three levels or even two levels yep. at that. Like, Chris Middleton off the dribble, I, I literally do driving, not worry about him. Once yeah. he's taken three dribbles on a pose- possession, I know it's a brick. Like it's not even a worry. Like what is like what is happening? Like you're just getting stripped by Norbow and Fred Van Vliet every single possession. You're like seven inches taller than Fred. What how can you not hit a shot? Yo, there was one possession where I think Chris Middleton was just trying to run a fast break one on one against Fred and he turned it over. Like I was just like, <laughs> Look, what do you do? I honestly this Fred has literally he's, he has their whole like he he's just owns this whole entire franchise. Like it's not it's not even funny at this point. Like like when the Bucks see Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell, like I, I don't even know. Like this is literally like Fred Van Vliet to the Bucks is like LeBron to the Raptors. Like it's, it's uh they're both wearing number twenty three and they're both there. It's just and, and it's funny because like, Fred didn't even have a good shooting game. Like he just like no you know, he, three of eight from three, but five of fifteen. So like again, two of seven inside the arc. Didn't even have that good of a shooting game. But, like, again, he got whatever pass he wanted to. He just made the read because the defense is so easy to read. Uh, because once they decide to do something, they just stick to doing that. And then it's just like, okay, I'll just – I know what you guys are going to do, so we'll just rip you apart. And then how many steals he end up with on the night? You only got credited with one steal, which mm-hmm. I, I think is kind of low because I know he must have had a bare deflections that came for steals. Yeah, of but course. My he God. leaves the league in deflections. Like, it's – It's absolutely absurd. Yeah. 
man. Yeah, man. This is a uh, this honestly, it's a great feeling. You know, and and the best part about obviously beating the Bucks is the fact that you get to just relive all these memories. The best part about it is like you the work is already done for us. Like we don't got to create new memes, really. We could just <laughs> go back and reminisce. Like all we really want to do is reminisce on 2019 and the championship and the Bucks part of it might, obviously the winning the championship is the best part. The Kawhi shot is amazing, but that Bucks series, you know, that's, it's so satisfying. The fact that we swept this team, <laughs> the 26 to three run, everything. Like there's just so many memes. Like when I look at Brooke Lopez, I'm literally always like in my head when he shoots, I'm yelling, you are terrible. <laughs> like I just, whoever that guy is, man, like I, please, if you, if you know him, if you know that video, if you know that man, like, please connect me to that guy. He sounds like he's, he's definitely sounds like he's from Mississauga or Brampton. <laughs> and um, yeah, he's I don't incredible. know. Man. Legendary yo, dude. It's, it's, it's kind of sad. Cause like even Nikola Vucevic got, got his turn back against the Raptors and the Bucks still haven't figured it out. Oh. Like, yo, like, how are you still getting confounded by the same defense with different parts? Like, the Raptors got worse. Like, Yadis, uh, what did Yadis say? He used to see uh, Marcus on his nightmares. Not Marcus all's not even here. What's the excuse, <laughs> man? Nah, he's seeing from Evelyn in his nightmares, <laughs> like, for real. <laughs> uh, no, honestly, though, he deserves it for, for signing, re-signing in Milwaukee. I, I genuinely believe that, like, imagine the, the small ball five with Yadis instead of uh, – I mean, no offense to Bembry. Bembry did a really good job tonight, but instead of Bembry, for example, like, you know, um, you know, it, it'll have been, uh, it's too bad, but it's all good, man. It's it's all good. Um, let's pick our three stars for this game. I'll give you the, who, who do you think was the first star for the Raptors tonight? The first star? Um, oh man, this is hard. Uh, I'm going to give it to, I'm going to give it to Norm. I'm going to give it to Norm. Norm. Okay. And I only say this because he, like, in the first half of the game, he was just annihilating the Bucks defense. Like he took, he straight up just took their took their hearts out of it. Like after the Raptors built up that lead, the Bucks played pretty listlessly. So I know Pascal ended up closing out the game, but like Norm before he got into foul trouble was just ripping them apart. He got whatever he wanted. He's hitting floaters. He's getting layups. He's hitting threes in their face. He's making Chris Middleton look like a chump. Like I think there was one point in the game where him and Chris Middleton both had taken eleven shots. Norm had twenty nine points. Chris Middleton had oh, what was it eleven? just pathetic um behavior so i give it a norm norm's known buck killer he came out but full buck hunter mode like i love it my favorite thing is like you start the game milwaukee's like yeah we're locking down the paint we got Giannis, brooke lopez and norm just strolls into the paint with a little floater little lefty layup it's like okay okay this is a it's a wrap it's a wrap out the gate yo it has been like five straight years maybe even six straight years of Norman Powell just beating the Bucks every time they see him. How do you not have a strategy for this man yet? Like, I don't understand. I, I, I really don't understand. Um, yeah, he was awesome tonight. I mean, 29 points, 9 of 12 shooting, 4 of 7 from 3, 7 of 8 from the free throw line, 4 rebounds, 3 assists, 2 steals. I mean, the only reason he only played 31 minutes was because he was in foul trouble with 5 fouls. Uh, but, I mean, honestly, it, it's it's – it's been incredible to watch Norm work. And even sometimes now when Norm's out there with that like bench lineup where because there's no Kyle, so you can't necessarily always have Fred on the floor. So in the minutes that Fred sits, sometimes Pascal also sits, then it's up to Norm to carry the offense. And he's even doing a decent job of doing that, which is uh, I'm still curious to see if that continues because that was really shaky at the start of the season. But he was yeah. great. Seconds- I, think, I think that use of Bembry in those lineups has really helped because Bembry gives you that secondary playmaker to kind of move True. it. And also – like thankfully, Nick has finally stopped playing Norm with uh, Redacted. 
yeah, Karen I mean, Davis out there, which is, you know, that's great. Cause now you don't have a, you know, a terrible decision maker out in the court. Uh, but that's, that's what I think has helped Norm's bench lineups the most because like, he's not playing with terrible players anymore. Absolutely. Um, and Bembry, by, by the way, tonight, a prime Pat McCaw performance, man, oh, yeah. five points, four assists in 37 minutes, but really, really good defensively, really good on Middleton. Move the ball. Secondary ball handler. He's not going to get a start, but he's getting a shout-out. Second star, I'm going to pick that one. Pascal's for me. 27 points, 6 rebounds, 5 assists, a steal, 2 blocks, 9 of 18 shooting, 2 of 4 from 3, 7 of 7 from the free throw line, 38 minutes. Guarded Giannis, played center. Brooke Lopez was doing whatever, I guess, you know, Brooke Lopez stuff. But uh, the the clutch scoring, I mean, yo, the fact that he got both the Tenacumbo brothers in the span of like 5 minutes was just such... A sweet thing to see. Um, Pascal showing no fear against Giannis, putting the, the fifth foul on Giannis, which of course Mike Budenholzer had to uh, take Giannis out of the game because you know you just got to preserve him, man. Listen, the Bucks have to lose their sixth straight game uh, in like two nights. They need Giannis fresh for that one. But Pascal's great. Um, you know the the aggressiveness and crunch time was good. I liked the way he was used throughout the night. It, it felt very much like Pascal was playing naturally instead of trying to force things. And yeah, I mean, this is a matchup where Gian- where Pascal usually struggles a little bit just because the, the size and the matchup against Giannis. But Pascal easily, I would say, uh, was was more productive tonight. Um, who's your third star? I feel like you're probably going to pick Fred. Or yeah, um, I, so OG was great, especially how he closed out the game. So I just want to give him a quick shout. But of course, of course. Uh, Fred, Fred, like the biggest the biggest stat that Fred had was the 40 minutes because he played a ton. And mm-hmm. the guy looked tired, and he was on ball for a lot of it. And he was hounding people on defense. He made Chris Milton night hell. He made Giannis basically shit himself every single time he came to dig down. Like just, just absolutely hilarious oh, work from Fred VanVleet defensively. Even though he ends up on thirty three percent shooting on five fifteen from the field, three of eight from three, four of four from the free throw line, seventeen five eight assists. Mm-hmm. Just great point guard work from Fred um, tonight. Yeah, he had to do a little bit of hero ball, but that's what happens when you're short a guy. Uh, but Fred straight up looked all the part of a leader tonight, and I uh, got to give him the third star. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, Gerald Henderson award winner. This is going to be very tough um, because there were not a lot of great performances from this Bucks team. Um, Bryn Forbes had 11 points, which is only two fewer than Chris Middleton. Dante DiVincenzo straight up outscored Chris Middleton. Um, but you got to give it to Thanasis, right? Like, come on. When yeah. this guy, when this guy had that one dunk and he was flexing on Pascal and he was like high fiving Giannis, I'm like, yo, like the game's still happening, man. Go back on defense. <laughs> and then he got like he he got I think he like drew a foul or something, and he was running from the Bucks bench and he was like going over and high fiving coaches. So I was like, yo, you're down 15 points. <laughs> what are you doing? Like I appreciate the enthusiasm. I genuinely do. I'm not trying to be a hater. I'm just trying to be realistic. Like. Bro, what are you doing? But anyway, he had one dunk and he played tonight. So that and he was a plus six, which uh, was the best mark on hey. the team. So it's something. Hey, he got three offensive rebounds in seven minutes. So I think that might have been all in one sequence. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Damn. I mean, no, but seriously, this is really like if Kawhi put Jeremy Castleberry in at, at power forward. Like it, it, it would. I would be stressed if I saw it yeah. as a Bucks fan. I'm like, we, roster this spots is, are roster no, this spots is the are precious. This is like, the thing that's been pissing me off all season. Is like, and it's like been the Raptors have been very uneven play, which has really been pissing me off. But it's mm-hmm. like 
you look at their uneven play and then you look at the other team's roster and you look at their roster and you're like, man, they also don't have any good players. Like mm-hmm. the Celtics, short guys, the Bucks, they're short guys. The Nets have three dudes on their team. Like all these teams have like four guys and then an empty roster behind it of just like a mismatch of garbage. And it's like, man, we should be like, if you could just focus up and play like they've played against the Bucks, where they actually show composure, show they're actually make the defensive rotations, don't foul like crazy. Um, they should be winning these Easter conference games uh, yeah. easily. So hopefully yeah. it keeps going. Um, kind of excited for those Philly matchups now, to be honest. Yeah. I mean, uh, we different games for sure, but um, I mean, yeah, I don't really know. I mean, they probably can't smart. They probably can't start small yeah. uh, against Embiid, but I don't know. I mean, maybe you just try something. You do have two games, so you could try a really wacky strategy in game one or try and then go more traditional in game two, or maybe flip it. But uh yeah, I don't know, man. First off, they got to take care of Minnesota, though. They really do need to get revenge. And hopefully um, Malachi Flynn will be a little more rested for that one. We were talking to Malachi after the game, which I don't know why he got made available to media. He played five <laughs> minutes and was scoreless. I don't, I don't know. But he was made available to media. And we were asking him, like, Yo, what was your day like? And he was like, yeah, man, I, you know, I played the game. Which, by the way, the game for the 905 was their sixth game in nine days. Um, they're really cramming the schedule in, in the bubble because they want to get rid of it and just finish it up quickly. Uh, obviously it costs money for the NBA, so they don't want to do it. But the game starts at 11.30 uh, a.m. Uh, it ends at 1.30 p.m. This is all uh, all Eastern time. After the game, he's like showering and stuff. He gets on the team bus, the, the, the Raptors 905 uh, GM, who I'm just going to call Blake Murphy, uh, even though I know it's Chad San- Sanders, it's, it's Blake Murphy, um, tells him like, yo, uh, uh, Kyle's out. Are you going to play? Uh, with the Raptors and he's like yeah of course I'll go so then he literally hops on a private jet comes to the game he arrives at the arena 30 minutes before tip-off and he's in the lineup and he's actually playing and he said after the game he's like yo I didn't even get a chance to eat like a meal <laughs> which I mean like yeah when would he have eaten a meal like honestly like this guy flew private obviously had yo, no interaction MLSC, with anyone man. else Emma, you gotta stock the fridge, man. Private, private just got no food on it. <laughs> this guy, this guy had like six. Told Malachi, they're like, "Yo, don't open that fridge, bro. <laughs> don't open, no mini bar for you." This guy had sixteen packs of peanuts on the plane, <laughs> on the private jet, which was just him and two pilots, <laughs> completely quarantined. And, uh, and then he arrived to the game and he played. It's unbelievable, man. This guy was starving after the game. <laughs> but no, seriously, salute to Malachi. He's been doing well in the nine hundred five. Um, he had a 35 point game, then a 26 point game. Uh, he was averaging like 25 points per game at that level. Um, was scoring definitely very confidently and setting guys up. So hopefully, he his second shift is going to be better than his first shift because his first shift was kind of shaky. And now with Kyle out, he's going to have to play occasionally, and he's gonna Raptors going to need him. But honestly, things are kind of clicking in. Hopefully, uh, they got Utah back as well tonight. Didn't really play much. Uh, had a block, but um. Yeah, man, things are good. So, Asad, appreciate you. As always, you got any accounting advice? Any anything to plug? Uh, oh, you got like twenty different shows now, so at least <laughs> plug one of them, man. Come on. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, check out the group chat on Yahoo Sports Canada um, oh, okay. YouTube right. channel. Um, it's pretty good. We're doing some fun things. We have an episode every week or so. Um, so yeah, check that out. Um, other than that, accounting advice about to be tax season soon, so. Make sure you get your slips in order, get that uh, return filed so you can get your benefit payments and whatnot uh, moving forward. Um, and, yep, that's about it. Damn. All right. So, yep, Raptors win. 
the Snyder pod is, I mean, we, we had to break the rule for this one. I mean, literally oh, yeah. just so many people are asking. So honestly, though, it, it's actually, it feels amazing, honestly, the fact that people look for the show that much. I know there have been other opportunities to do this, but we had made this rule. You and I both agreed that Wrapped has to be at least over 500. But I mean, come on, man. Exactly. We've had a couple of like, just like pump, pump fakes. We're like, oh, oh, oh. Nah. Yeah. yeah, so, yeah. I think I messaged you at, at, before the game, one of those. I think it was the Celtics game. It was like, yeah. you know, the Raptors beat the Celtics. And then, uh, <laughs> I don't know, man. We, can't, we just can't beat the Celtics, apparently. And then we, got the full, we got the full Ojale experience, man. Oh, God. <laughs> Honestly, it's, it's, there is some version of, uh, there's some Boston version of the two of us who did a cider pot on the Raptors. <laughs> I know it. It's, it's, probably, it's probably the two guys from that video where uh, uh, Danny LaRue and um, the other guy celebrate when the 15th man gets cut to save to get under the luxury tax you know that video i'm talking about <laughs> oh hey man. duncan sorry I, no disrespect i was literally just blanking on the name um uh, yeah. <laughs> so, oh man all right Good man times. hopefully we get more of these hopefully we can get the sixers uh, you know what's going to happen if we lose to the Timberwolves? We're just never going to be allowed to do this one again. Yeah, I know. this is the thing with the Snyder Pod is that you know there's a bad karma that's associated with it, which is why I want the Raptors to be over 500. But I mean, who cares, man? <laughs> who cares? <laughs> who cares? We, we got to enjoy. We got to enjoy the wins, and this was a great, very enjoyable win. So appreciate us for coming on. And uh, yeah, I'll be back tomorrow when the Raptors hopefully beat the uh, Minnesota Timberwolves. Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at uh1.com. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. A lot can happen in the next three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans are available for these changing times. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer budget-friendly, flexible coverage for people who are in between jobs or missed open enrollment. The plans last nearly three years in some states, with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. So for whatever tomorrow brings, United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans may be for you. Learn more at uh1.com.